Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast Coast with your host Gavril and Chris. Our buddy Kevin is again taking another week off. We hope you are doing fantastic over there, Mr. Kevin. Uh, here at Azeroth Coast and Coast, we're going to focus on tips to help you, the aspiring World of Warcraft player. Uh, each week we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been doing in the game, highlights from the news, and focus on a weekly challenge to help you improve as a player in the world of Warcraft. This week's challenge is, again, since Kevin's away, we're going to talk a little bit more about lore. Uh, it's just something that we, Chris and I, just absolutely love talking about. That So with that, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Chris, how are you doing this week, buddy? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a good week um not enthusiastic we... there but it's okay it's still early yet <laughs> it's late for you but it's early it's yet for me for... it's late for me i've got excuse of i'm getting to the point where i'm getting hungry it's going to dinner time i'm good um but yes we did the night hold normal and we cleared it in one sitting so that was fun good stuff good uh, stuff we moved on to heroic first three are down so that was fun we're uh heading a bit of a dps wall uh but that should be with some more normal runs and some more gears. So, so you're what, uh, Skripyron up? You're what cleared up to Triliax? Uh, we killed Triliax. Yep. Uh, we are avoiding the check patrols. I can't remember her name. I hate her. She's a annoying as hell, boss. Hmm. We went straight to Crossus, and okay. he's the DPS wall. Yeah. Uh, so you need to make sure you nuke him, but. It does a lot more damage on Heroic, and it doesn't help that I crashed out a couple of attempts. Like, my internet just died, so that didn't help a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and we were having a lot of server issues. Like, the it, everyone had a lot of input lag issues, so hmm. we're just kind of hoping that doesn't happen again. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. uh, so what else have you been up to? Uh, capped up my Hunter, finally. Finally, finally. So that five one tens i want to say five you've got a lot more patience than i do <laughs> just 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 a, just a hell of a lot more patience than i do well that hunter is 12 years old i so know it's always gonna hit level cap. i know i know we talked a little bit about that last week um, uh she's mm -hmm. bm so i'm a lot of fun there mm -hmm. uh let's see what else did i do lucio came out so i've been playing a metric crap ton of heroes of the storm mm-hmm uh, he's insane. I think he's like I think I'm to like six on US, six on Europe, and I think I'm halfway done on the quest for uh, for Azeroth on both accounts as well. Now, have you been doing the AI grind, or have you been doing like legitimate games? A uh, bit of both, because we've been in Europe. We've been teaching one of my friends how to play heroes, so we've been doing a bit of both. Taking them into some real games, taking them into some AI games. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's you know it's it's a good thing to you know get somebody involved to get them into it if they're if that's what they want to do if they want to learn to play that's fantastic you know the more people that you know play it the better. Mm -hmm, definitely. All right. Uh, anything and else you've been up to? Overwatch. Yes, I've been playing. You've been going. You've gone back to Overwatch. I'm guessing it's because Lucio released in Hots and you had a little bit of a uh, uh, nostalgia trip over it. Uh I have been really enjoying Overwatch for the last couple of weeks. I wasn't a big fan of it when it came out. I got into I was on like the very first wave of beta and I played the hell out of it until launch and I wasn't really a big fan of it. It was it was fun, but there was a lot of issues that I mm -hmm. pointed out and a lot of them just didn't go away until well after launch. Some of them only just went away. Well, that's 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 Blizzard's MO, you know. They 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 test the hell out of everything before they do but anything. Everything that I complained about Overwatch, um, 
all the way through now has been redesigned and balanced so i'm finding overwatch a lot more fun uh than i did before and i'm jumping in with uh, Lusu and Mercy, because those are the two mains that I play, and I love both of them. Which is kind of sad, because, you know, they're both... Mercy is kind of in a weird place with Overwatch right now. Like, mm -hmm. like as a competitive like as a competitive pick, she's in a really weird place. Well, she's not I... quite as... She's not quite as strong as, say, your Lucio or your Zenyatta as your second healer. I don't play Mercy unless there's a Pharah on my team. Mm -hmm. And then I stick to that Pharah. And I just, it's a good choice with with the power boost on Mercy with that Feral is, com is a complete fucking fight changer, completely. There you go. So that's what I do. Anything else you've been up to? Uh, annoying you, but that's it. Uh, that's pretty normal for us, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, myself, I haven't been up to all that much. Um, I'm still kind of feeling that little bit of slowdown. I did a little bit more time on my priest this week. Um. You know, just kind of trying to find my enjoyment, kind of trying to find some fun in the game, um, which you know it, it's 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 hard slog, but you know it's like I love the game. I've been playing it for so goddamn long. I love the game. I love to be playing the game. It's just every so often there's that point where you're just like, why am I doing this? It's the law between patches, yeah, and content. Because yeah. although the seven one five had a lot of content, it was small content. It wasn't game-changing content like we're gonna see in seven two. Yeah, and it's it's also you know me. It's like I'm not I'm not actually raiding. I'm not actively raiding. It's like I'll try to pull a pug together every now and then and do something like that. Yeah, but it's like I don't have a dedicated guild. I don't have anything like that. It's like I have my vanity guild that you know I run around on and I do pug content essentially. So it's like. To the player that's actually raiding, you know, even just one or two nights a week, you know, you've got a lot of stuff to do. Me, mm -hmm. I've done a lot of stuff. It's like I rushed through a lot of the content. Um, because remember, you know, I was uh, I beat both that's of you to you exalted. Yeah, you did. But that, but that's what that's what you did back in the day. You rushed through the content to get into the raiding. You're you now that you're not raiding and you're just playing it more casually. Mm -hmm. You still had the mindset of rush through everything get it all done get it all taken Whereas, care of yeah if you're not going to be doing that raiding mm -hmm. rushing it is a very bad thing because yep. it ends it leaves you with no content exactly um i'm still you know plugging away at d3 you know i'm actually enjoying the season um mm -hmm. and it, i took all of season eight off i i did not actually play at all during season eight um but, you know, Season 9 I'm actually engaging in. I'm actually having some fun. I'm doing a lot of rifts. I'm doing a lot of stuff like that. Um, yep. It's just, it's always fun to go back into D3 and see these systems that they translated into WoW. Yep. The the, the rift system. The greater it's rift system. It's essentially the Mythic Plus system. Is, is exactly the Mythic Plus system. Uh, the random affix rolls, the, the affix rolls, the random rolls on gear. That's D3. Yep. That's, yep. Uh, you've got the new transmog system. Transmog that system. Was, that came from D3. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting to look at it. It's just interesting to see all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm playing a little bit of HOTS. You know, I need to actually get in and actually play some HOTS. Um, probably with you, because I do need to start working on that, on that uh, for Azeroth. Um, I could mm -hmm. always just do what I did during uh, Oni Genji, the Overwatch event, and just, like, spam general chat and go, Hey! 
I need somebody to friend up so we can go blitz through uh, some AI games as Sylvanas and Hammer. I love the fact that with the Oni Genji one, I did it on two accounts, like the full 30 games, before you or Kevin completed yep. on one. Yep. I, I, just, I just, I, you are more hardcore than me, okay? <laughs> you are more hardcore than me. Um, and, of course, I'm still playing a lot of Hearthstone. Um, I, I, I love card games, you know, I, I've, I've been playing yeah. Magic for, God, 20 I have been years. meaning to... I have been meaning to get you to teach me Hearthstone because I'm I'm okay at it, but I'm not great at it, and I'd like to get better. Yeah, that, so I've been meaning to bug you for that. Yeah, definitely, I'd be more than happy to help you out. Um, it's just like I, I mean I've got twenty plus years of card game experience, and it's like Blizzard's done a good job, despite all the bleeding and the whining and the bitching and the moaning that you're gonna hear out of the community. You go to Hearthpone. Or you go to the Reddit, you go to the subreddit for uh, oh, Hearthstone. No, don't go to the Reddit. Don't go to the Hearthstone subreddit. You'll just cry. <laughs> it's just it's it's all bitching and moaning, and it's like the game is in a good place. I feel like the game's in a good place. Um, you know, we got the League of Legends and the Dota community is toxic. Don't go go to the Hearthstone subreddit. No, you'll, see, you'll... the thing is, it's not that it's more toxic. Like the Hearthstone community is not that toxic. It's just they bitch and moan all the time to me toxic is like that's a form of toxicity though it's a form of toxicity but it's not quite as virulent and bad as the uh you suck quit life yeah i know uh go quit life go chew go take a nine millimeter aspirin and call me in the morning um <laughs> that kind of stuff that you're going to get out of your out of your moba communities um yeah it's just there's just a lot of salt and a lot of anger in hearthstone yeah. Um, but it's 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 near and dear to my heart, you know. I was in the uh, I was in the first closed yeah. beta. I was in the first closed beta for Hearthstone, and I absolutely loved it. I, I had so much fun. Um, so it's just something near and dear to my heart, you know. I've been playing a lot of that, climbing ranked, uh, trying you probably to probably kicked it. my ass in the closed beta because I didn't know you then, did I? No, oh, nope, you did not, sir. Uh, we regrettably uh, we we have Nikolai to blame for all of this. Oh, Russian. Yep, we have Nikolai to blame for all of this. Um, he's not even here. He's not even here. He's not even here. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into what our news this week is. Um, I know you absolutely love this event. Uh, yes, Cataclysm Time Walkers is currently live this week. So that's from Tuesday to Tuesday if you're in the States, Wednesday to Wednesday if you are in Europe. Um, so if you haven't got your mounts or your toys or your gear sets now is a really good time to just jump back and get those done mm -hmm. cataclysm was some of my favorite dungeons you've got uh vortex pinnacle end time lost city of tovir fantastic dungeons grimbatol i loved that before it got nerfed that's yep. such a good dungeon uh <laughs> yeah I, I i loved end time i loved the worm rest dungeons i i love the i love the end of time yep. dungeons that they did i absolutely love them they, i mean they were a lot of people felt like they were afterthoughts, but they were just they were just really solid little dungeons. I mean, they had great mechanics. They were short for the most part. It was in, out, bing, bang, boom. It was a lot of fun. The, the vast majority of people will always agree the Caverns of Time dungeons are some of the best dungeons Blizzards ever do. They've done a lot of really good ones, yeah. Um, so what else is going on this week currently still that we are uh, five, days, five days late to uh, talk about? Love is in the Air is still going on. Uh, it finishes on the 21st of this month, so if you haven't got all your achievements for what a long-range trip it's been, or if you're still missing chances on to getting that Love Rocket, you've got until the 21st. To the get Love it Rocket can go to hell. 
It can't go to hell. It can go straight to hell and it can die. Screw that whole thing. I have I have been doing, you know, 10 plus runs a day because I found out that the tank queues in the U.S. on both Alliance and Horde are less than a minute. So I've been yep. playing my, like, level 16 warriors that, you know, I made for a long time uh, and getting them in there. But it's just like, yeah, screw that whole Screw that whole goddamn event. You realize if it does drop in a level 6, then you'll have to get it to 40 before you can use it, right? I know. I know. I'm okay just, with that. Just checking. I'm okay check. with that. I'm totally okay with that. Just checking. That's, uh, that, that's some EP points right there. That is some EP right there, sir. Love is in the air is still going on, and it, again, it finishes on 21st of February, so make sure you get it done if you haven't already. All right. Uh, next week, uh, we have got... Uh, yeah. Nothing really spectacular. Uh, if you're a PvPer, we've got Arena Skirmish event coming up. Uh, that is going to be the bonus honor event. Um, just like the Time Walking Cataclysm or the pet battle from the previous week, uh, you're going to get bonus honor every time you complete a Arena Skirmish match. Um, we also have hey. the we also have our third. Okay, so it's technically the second because the, technically second because the, the second one didn't actually happen. Uh, we have the hatching of the hippogriffs event. Uh, that's gonna be taking place in Feralus, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, and that's just gonna be a fun little one. I'm gonna enjoy that one quite a bit. Um, and then, uh, of course, we do currently have the four Azeroth event going on. Uh, that is a Heroes of the Storm cross promotional event. Uh, what you're gonna be doing is uh, you're gonna be playing a game. You're gonna be playing 15 games with a friend. Uh, so they have to be on your friends list. You're going to play 15 games with a friend. You have to play as a Warcraft hero um, to get Which credit. Which is fine because like 50% of the heroes in Heart Heroes of the Storm are Warcraft heroes. Yep. And they did an extended free-to-play rotation for this event. So uh, at least for this week. Uh, so there's a lot of Warcraft heroes that are available at the moment. Um you're going to play 15 games, doesn't matter what mode it is, you could do the versus AI recruit and just blitz it through with some specialists, or, you know, you could actually play the real only games. Mode that this, the only modes that these don't work in is custom games and brawl. Correct. Um, so what's going to happen is, is that uh, when you complete your 15 games, you are going to receive, uh, is, I believe it's a 10-day stem pack in mm -hmm. HOTS, which is yep. a increase to both XP and gold gained uh, for completing matches. <laughs> You're also going to receive a the Judgment Charger, uh, the Flaming Judgment Charger or something along those lines. Yeah, essentially the Paladin Charger mount, but it's red. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's a, arguably, in my opinion, it's a better version of the Judgment Charger that came with the Judgment Uther bundle. Yeah. Um, in Heroes of the Storm. And for WoW, you're going to get the Flaming Fells, uh... You got me last week doing this, and I'm doing it again this week. It's the Flame Saber mount. It is uh, essentially a fiery reskin of the Fell Saber mount you get as a uh, demon hunter. Yes, except this one has lava, fire, and spikes. Yeah, so it's uh, Molten Core, the mount. Um, yeah. <laughs> this week we've also got... Uh, so for this week we've got Withered Gem up. Uh, so Withered Gem is a shitty fight. I hate that fight. It is a pain in the Everyone ass. Does. It is a cluster in this, this tiny little room, and shit's going off everywhere. But he drops a good trinket, which it's was like almost everyone's best in slot. The problem is, is that with the with the changes to secondary stats, it was devalued a little bit. 
Yeah. But if you can roll a nice Titan Forge on that thing, it is really good. It uh, actually has all four secondary stats present on it in decent yep. numbers. So, you know, give it a shot. See if you can grab a Titan Forge version of it. Because if you can get Titan Forge, that's really good. So, what's in the news this week, my friend? So, this week we did get a clarification on legendary drop rates. There's been a lot of people going on about. Um, how legendaries aren't dropping and that there's systems in place that you can use to track this. It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So the way Blizzard has done their legendaries, uh, you, when the, fir the first one will drop, you have a decent chance to get it. You have, a, you have a, a great chance to get the first one. Then when the second one drops, you get a slightly reduced chance. Then when the third one drops, you get an even slight, an even lower chance than you did in the second one, but it's still a decent chance. Every sec, every legendary after the third one has the same chance to drop as the third legendary did. So there's no gaming the system. There's no, there's no ways to track it. It just happens. Yeah. It's completely RNG, and we've said this. The thing, the thing when it comes to like those websites that are tracking stuff, I understand where people are coming from because even myself, it, it'd be nice to kind of have a visual track or a visual aid to see, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively close. Let's just keep pushing a little bit. It'd be, it's, it's a nice idea, a nice concept. I love that idea. But we need to just let it go. That doesn't exist. Just, 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 you know, if you love something, let it be free. Yeah. You have uh, the... This is what it says, and I quote, It currently takes the same amount of luck or effort to get your third legendary as it, as it takes to get your eighth. So, there's no... there's It's just luck, and it's just RNG. Just go with it. Uh, just go light your votive for RNGesus and uh, cross your fingers. And don't get me wrong, there are things that have a higher chance to drop legendaries than which other we things. Know that, like, which, which we know the, about the legendary drop rates on yeah, you know, chests like, and certain... The events. emissary chests have a good chance, but they're, they don't have as, as a good a chance as a mythic plus chest. Mm -hmm. They have better chances. Yeah, so... Uh, just, world, world, just killing a mob in the world has a chance to drop a legendary, but that's nowhere near as good as an emissary chest. Yep, so there, there's some very good clarification that we've got. Um, so, you know, put down your pitchforks and... Uh, just play the game. Just play the game. Just don't... don't quit, quit, quit thinking about taking that road trip out to Metzen's, uh, you know, secluded mountainside cabin, you know, in with his evil lair attached to it. Um, it's not going to happen. It's just random. Just relax, people. Also, we can't really say Metzen anymore. He's not with the company anymore. I know, he but he's still anymore. involved in his own way. It's okay. It it's okay. Anymore. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He's still thrall. It's all right. He's still thrall. He will always be thrall and deathwing and Tyrion. He will always be every other character in the world of Warcraft. Um, Pretty much. So uh, I know this one is a big one for you. I know you're really hyped about this. Uh, I hope we have another volume of Chronicle coming out. I pre-ordered this six months ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I so... heard that they did something for us. Yeah, uh, IGN, the good people over at IGN, did a little preview for us, uh, showing, uh, let's have a look, 15 screenshots of some of the pages from Warcraft Chronicle. Mm -hmm. And once again, the art in this book is just stunning. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely gorgeous. 
Uh, by the looks of the preview, we're going to be focusing on Draenor, which we weren't 100% sure. We assumed it would pick up where the last book left off with Medivh, but it looks like we're going to be go focusing mainly on the Draenor story arc. So the rise and fall of Gul'dan, the rise of the Horde, the opening of the Dark Portal, all of that. Mm-hmm. Within this book, we don't have we don't have many pages, but we've got some great chapters: the rise of the horde, chapter three, uh, the second war, chapter five. So that's where they're in Azeroth, and we're actually getting stuff done. So I'm now excited. I uh, I heard uh, all fifteen of these pages are free to download until the book releases from yep. Blizzard so... themselves. They are all available on Blizzard to download and read through at your heart's content, and just so good. It, 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 it's, it's their gift to us. Mm-hmm. And it's also their way of, you know, just roping you in just a little bit and getting your 27 bucks, and which is, which, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. By the way, by the looks of it, this book's actually going to tell us what happened to Illyria and Teralion. Beyond what we've learned here in Legion so far. So that's actually interesting. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. Kinda looks like it. There's no guarantee, but it looks like it. That is awesome to hear. I am really, really tempted to go ahead and put the pre-order in. Um, I hate spending money, but I, 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 I'm very tempted to put the pre-order in. Um, going to go and move on just a little bit, I, because I, we could sit here and talk about Chronicle forever. Um, yes. Sad day for those who don't really like upgrading their operating system uh if you did not like going past longhorn you know windows 7 vista um sorry not windows 7 but uh didn't like going past vista uh or xp if you're still one of those people those holdouts that's using a 15 year old operating system uh blizzard has officially will officially be ending support for both xp and vista operating system sad day romp romp i don't have a soundboard so i can't play you know like a sad clown song right now but uh and bear in mind this is for all of the properties, not just World of Warcraft. So World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm. Now that is for the modern. That is the modern properties. Of course, there there will still be, because the older games were built with these operating systems yeah. in mind. You will still be able to go back and play Starcraft play and Warcraft two, Three, Black Diablo Portal, Two. You'll still be able to go back and do those things, but you won't be able to play the more modern games. Uh, anything that's yeah. been released in the last five to ten years. Pretty much. Um, so you need to bear, you do need to bear in mind that Microsoft ceased uh, the support on both XP and Vista in two thousand and nine and two thousand twelve, respectively. So yeah, and I, I I appreciate you reading that directly from the uh, the blurb. I, I do appreciate oh, wow. you. Um, Way to call me out, Dildo. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, so we got some plus. We got some changes coming to Mythic Plus. Why don't you go ahead and dip into that just a shade? All right, let me get the actual correct article up. Uh, I've lost the article. You're bad at this. I am bad at this. I lost the article. Uh, nuts the to article. you. I'll go ahead and pull it up. Uh, <laughs> so we do article. have some changes that are going to be coming oh. into 7.2. Uh, they are some of the changes to Mythic Plus. These are like the bigger changes that we're seeing out of uh, the PTR in relation to the Mythic Dungeons. Yeah. Um, so it's very important to remember that these are these changes are tentative and subject to change. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, get that out of the way. So, the biggest change, the biggest, biggest change we've seen is that Killing Cove Seagulls will now add enemy force credit. That's the biggest change in there. Those goddamn seagulls (laughs) in Eye of Ashara. Screw those goddamn seagulls. I hate those seagulls so freaking much as a tank. Um, 
but that's not actually our big news. I hate those seagulls, though, but I I had to make sure that that was imparted to everyone, that that was the biggest change that's coming. No, that's not the biggest change. Uh, We are actually seeing some new affixes added in. We're also seeing some of the Mm. older affixes being changed or removed entirely. Um, Yeah. The... Four new affixes. Four new affixes coming in. Uh, there are three level sevens and one level four affix. So you, one of these affixes will be available as the very first affix that you'll get once you get your keystone up to level four. And the other three are available once you get your level seven keystone. Um, so the first one that we're going to do is going to be uh, it's the level four. It's called Bursting. And this sucks really, really badly. Uh, so when slain, non-boss enemies explode, causing all players to suffer 10% of their maximum health in damage over four seconds. This affects stacks. Yep. Yeah, and it's not it's not current health. It's maximum health. Yep. You kill 10 enemies in, you know, the course of four seconds, health. you will die. Unless your healer is sitting there spamming their biggest heals. Unless a druid is tranking, you are fucked. Pretty much, yeah, essentially. Um, or, you know, you have... Uh, oh, God, even Spirit Link Totem's not going to help anything there. Um, nope, because it's percent-based. Yep, because that's a percentage-based I'll change. just kill you faster. That's just going to kill you a little bit faster. Uh, um, I hate that. I don't like that. That makes me very sad. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'm ever going to play uh, my tank or anything on weeks that uh, Bursting I'm, is the ethics. I'm very excited. I, I, I want some harder effects, I'm not going to lie. Um, um, not, not, a, not as a level 4 ethics, though. By God, help me! Well, um, we do have some level sevens. So we first do level s- seven, mm-hmm. uh, we've got fail explosives. Uh, creatures have a chance to summon an explosive orb at a nearby location that will explode, in fact, inflicting damage of fifty percent of the player's maximum health. So that sounds like we have a new volcanic. That's essentially another volcanic. Yeah. Okay, but the, the, now I'm hoping version. I'm hoping they keep the same mechanic as volcanic, where it doesn't go into melee range the good thing with this one is that volcanic and fail explosives are both levels uh, level seven plus so we won't I, have volcanic and fail explosives I, i'm getting i'm getting the uh the terrible horrifying thought that uh fail explosives is going to be able to be cast in melee range and i'm not yes, happy with is. that by um, the looks of it it is uh that just makes me very sad um but because it because of how big the damage is I'm guessing it's probably got a long wind time uh, for it to explode, so or a long-ish wind time. Um, on that note, uh, we do have the second of our third level sevens. That's gonna be quaking. So periodically, players will quake, inflicting damage of twenty percent of the player's maximum health and interrupting spell casts of themselves and nearby allies. So that's uh, kind of like volcanic, also, but you gotta kind of stay the hell away from everybody. Yeah, so that's a spread out volcanic. Plus, mm-hmm. it doesn't do as much uh, damage as volcanic, but it does mm-hmm. give us that interrupt. So if it goes on a healer, they're not going to have a good time. Yeah, so that's the uh, that's basically the uh, uh, whatever the the shout that uh, what's his face does uh, Heimdall does yeah, during the uh, TOV fight. Um, then we have one more affix. You want to go over that one real quick? Yep. So another level seven is Grievous. While below ninety percent of health, players are affected with Grievous Wound. Isn't uh, that a healing reduction? It's a healing reduction, and uh, they have to be healed up, and it deals dot. Yeah, it's a healing reduction and a dot, if I remember correctly. And uh, you have they to have basically to be have every top ninety percent of their health. Mm. Yep. <sighs> um, 
just to, to end up quickly jump through some of the other ones we've got, uh, Overflowing is gone. That was the yeah. one that uh, healing... Yeah, going to be happy about that. Yes, Especially that's uh, very much so. Uh, overflowing was um, any healing done past a player's maximum health uh, became a healing absorption shield, so you couldn't heal them further past that point, and in fact, your heals would become less effective until you remove the, uh, um, the bubble, which sucked. Yeah. So it was worse for druid healers because all of their heals are healed over time. So uh, overhealing was constant with druid healers. So mm -hmm. I'm v I'm I'm very glad that one's going away because that one was a kind of a nightmare to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, bolstering is taking a nerf. It's uh, now a thirty yard range. Um, and according to the developer's notes uh, that I'm looking at, uh, the intent was to allow more opportunities for crowd controlling. Um, which I think is a good choice. I, th I think that's going to make a good choice. Um, Necrotic Rot yeah, is also a taking a nerf. Uh, it will now expire after leaving combat. Yay! No more kite fight all day. Uh, the duration mm. was also reduced to 8 seconds, so that's actually going to be a little bit uh, little bit easier for tanks to uh, deal with the mitigation on the kiting. Um, so, as a main tank, I refuse to tank when Necrotic's a thing. Mm -hmm. I just refuse to do uh, Mythic seven uh, mythic six or above i just refuse uh, seven or above i just definitely refuse yep i i was not happy with necrotic either um but that the changes look like it's going to be a little bit uh, a little bit easier to deal with uh the skittish threat reduction has been nerfed also it is now 75 percent reduction uh it was an 80 percent reduction that should uh make it easier for some of the tanks that uh do a little bit less of the aoe uh, to pick up a little bit easier, or uh, tanks that don't have quite the damage output, so that they can generate a shitload of threat, it's gonna make it a little bit easier. Um, fortified, the damage bonus from Fortified, which was um, oh god, was that the one that was a? It was just everybody in the dungeon was buffed. Um, the yeah, everyone, including the bosses. Yeah, so uh, that's actually been nerfed to uh, thirty percent. It was forty percent. Uh, the damage bonus from Tyrannical is now 15% instead of 20. Uh, the radius on Sanguine uh, is now 8 yards, but that's a buff a little bit to it, so that's going to be a little bit bigger, a little bit more difficult to deal with. Um, the other quick changes in 7.2 is that uh, Mythic Keystones can now be rolled for Lower Karazhan, Upper Karazhan, and Cathedral of the Eternal Knight, so those are the, th those are the that's the new dungeon uh, and the mm -hmm. newly broken up Karazhan. Which, by the way, how excited are you the fact that we can do Karazhan as a Keystone? <laughs> that's, it's, uh, I, you know what I'm not looking forward to in what? there? Uh, Morose. No, Morose is easy. Morose is easy, but my God, I hate that fight. Um, I was, I, I, I was, I was still playing a priest back in BC, and I was a dedicated shackler for that fight. I still have mild, uh, mild flashbacks about uh, missing a shackle, my uh, not having enough hit and expertise and missing a shackle. I think one of my one of our druids, I can't remember which one of us said that um, back in BC, his raid leader. It was a long night, and they were they were they got to Morose, and they just couldn't be bothered. So the raid leader was like, "Fine, fuck it, all in on Morose." Didn't go well. Did not go well. No, it didn't. It, they they were more dangerous then than they are now. They were a lot more dangerous. You let that warrior spin to win inside of your group, you were dead. You were gone. Um, the other one I'm not looking forward to is going to be Adamant. 
just because there's so much damage output on that fight if you don't play it right. One thing about Karazhan that does annoy me is it didn't give the chess an actual boss. It didn't give the chess of it an actual boss. Mm-hmm. The redesign of it is really, really good, mm-hmm. but it could have actually been done as a boss fight. It could have, but it would have just been filler. Let's be honest here. It would have just been a filler boss. I don't care. I love the chess of him. I, I know the you chess do. Of him. Um, they're also tinkering with how artifact power rewards are done for Mythic Plus dungeons. Uh, so a longer dungeon is going to give a proportionally higher amount of artifact power. So uh, your Halls of Valor, your... Um, Oh God! Uh, your arcways, your court of the court of the stars—they're going to give you more, uh, more artifact power at the end of the dungeon. Shorter dungeons, such as Maw of Souls, which uh, everybody's favorite grind spot, uh, is now going to give less artifact power. When um, the weekly for doing the mythic, like doing four mythics a week, mm-hmm. uh, to get the nighthold chest, mm-hmm. I think I did sixteen, seventeen Maw of Souls within like a five-hour period. Yep. Uh, Maw of Souls, if you don't know right now, is the most efficient way to grind legendaries and um, artifact power. Uh, because it's such a short dungeon, you can have it done in less than 10 minutes. Uh, if, you're, if, you, if, you're, if you're running with a good enough group, you can be done in less than 10 minutes. Um, it's sickeningly efficient, which is one of the reasons why they're nerfing uh, the artifact power reward for it. Um, they're also going to be giving us a little bit more artifact power uh, in the form of a bonus inside of our weekly chests. So it's going to be not be based on the length of the dungeon or anything like that. It's just going to be based on the highest Mythic Plus you do. That's it. Uh, I think that about covers most of that news. Um, uh, I, I spilled the beans a little bit. Uh, Cathedral of the Eternal Night is now available on the PTR for 7.2. Yay. Yay. Get your butt in there. Let's go test it. Go, go, go. Um, and then uh, I know there's another event that's going on. Uh, do you have a little bit more information about that? Mm. So there's an arc. So there's a week, uh, a weekend archaeology quest that you can pick up in Dalaran. And essentially the reward for it this week is a ghost, ghost moose type mount. So if you're a mount collector, go to Dalaran, pick up the archaeology quest. I think you need to be... I think you need to have at least 25 archaeology to pick it up. Something around that. So pick up the quest, go do the quest, and you get a free mount. Go with it. (laughs) Just run with it. You'll be fine. Yeah. All of this information is on Blizzard's official Facebook page, so if you want to have a a World of Warcraft source uh, official Facebook page. And uh, we'll have that in the show description uh, for y'all if you want to take a look at that after the show's done. Um, or right now, if you want to just pause me and stop listening to my sonorous, beautiful voice and go take a look at that, you can. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, I uh, Bear mind, it's only available Saturday and Sunday. So if you haven't, if you're listening to this after Sunday and you missed it, sorry. So um, if you're trying to collect the whole moose family, uh, you know, now's the time to do it. Now you get your ghost moose. Um, I think that's most of the news we've got to talk about this week. Um. We've got kind of another weird little challenge. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about lore again. Um, we just freaking love lore. Just absolutely love it. Um, Kevin doesn't quite so much, but uh, we do. And we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, it's 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 going to be kind of covering a lot of players in See this you. game. Say uh, it. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not. I'm, you see, you want to say it? You go ahead. 
You go ahead. I'm not. I won't. I refuse. Outright. Welcome to Skens the Valsharad. I should... I swear to God. Yes. <laughs> so, it is the high school drama of Valshara. Um... So we're going to be talking a little bit about four major players in the World of Warcraft uh, universe. Um, and if you've read the books, if you've done any of that kind of stuff, you know all these players. Uh, and with with, the, with Spilling Beans on Valshara, you probably have the idea that we're going to be talking about the Brothers Stormrage, Maiev, Shadowsong, and Toronto Whisperwind. Uh, four very, very integral and deep characters that are involved in the World of Warcraft. Um you, of course, you, you have the Brother of Stormrage, you have Illidan and Malfurion, you know, these blessed children born uh, untold amount of time ago uh, in Valshara, and in fact, um, oh god, what is that city in Valshara, the one with the stupid nuts quest? Lornithal. Lornithal, yes. Is it Lornithal? Yes. Okay. And bear in uh, mind that Illidan was one of two males born with golden eyes, so he has a great overflowing destiny that's another thing that we need to look to point out as well yeah um, he's very important he is he's he's been set up throughout legion as this integral part of the universe he he's born to this great destiny um but we forget that you know I mean, if you didn't play, if you played the Valshara quest line a long while ago, or the Illidan quest lane uh, quest chain from uh, that goddamn floating wind chime, um, you forget. <laughs> leave Zara alone. I I will not leave Zara alone. Zara is a dick. Zara can eat it. Um, you forget that you know he he's he was born. He's he he was at time a child. Uh, he and his brother Malfurion Stormrage were born in Lornithil. Uh, before the Sundering, they were, and, you know, you get the implication that, you know, everybody knew what was going on right then and there, because, you know, the, these two, these twins were celebrated through all of these, the, the cutscenes in the Xeros quest line, uh, you see that their village celebrated, it was, it was a momentous occasion. Uh, the the entirety of the population arrives and takes a look at them and it's like oh this is this is this is this is a, a event of great import you know you've got yeah those two particularly and then you also have Toronto Whisperwind uh, you know uh, also from Valshara if I remember correctly I believe she mentions that they grew up together at multiple points that they grew up this together is correct yep. uh, as far as we know that she was also from Valshara. Yeah, and you, you have them. Uh, you know, we have a little bit less information about our other our other individual, but uh, that's Maya Shadow Song. Um, you may know her from such films as Let's Lock Illidan Up for 10,000 Years. Um, but she's... Okay, Trevor McClure. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, she is a very integral part to the storyline of Illidan and Taronda of Malfurion in Taronda, of that whole group. Um she was she 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 fought in the Sundering alongside Malfurion in Taronda. She fought in the Sundering. This is a character that is kind of an edgelord, but at the same time, you know, she's got good reason to do what she's done. Um so who were they? What were they? What what sort of things did they do 
during I'm sorry, this I've time. Never heard her, I've never heard her described as an edgelord. She is an edgelord. She is, she, okay, okay, her entire suit of armor is covered in razor blades. And she talks like she's Christian Bale in a, in a Nolan movie, okay? She is an edgelord. She and Illidan are perfect for each other. They are edgelord supremes, okay? Are, are, are you okay there? Yep, good. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, so, <sighs> what was their role during the War of the Ancients, during the Sundering? You know, because okay. obviously they, obviously they may not have been the same people that they are today. So I want to I want to go into Illidan first, okay? Because he's, in my opinion, out of the four, has the most important role during the Sundering. So bear in mind, Illidan. When he was younger, was training to be the first druid under Cenarius. So, Elidin was a druid. He was then told by Cenarius, "You're not ready. You're not gonna. You're not willing to give up everything. You don't know. You don't know what sacrifice is." And was told, "Malfurion will be the first druid. You will mm-hmm. learn under Malfurion." Elidin, no, fuck this. I'm. I'm off. I'm gone. And he became a mage, an arcane mage. A master of the arcane, one of the most powerful sorcerers on all of Azeroth. Mm-hmm. But during the Sundering, once, because if you went through the if you went through the Elden cha- chain from the Wind Chime, as uh, Chris so politely called her, mm-hmm. um, you you find out that Elden was was willing to sacrifice things, just not himself. He was willing to sacrifice. Ma- hundreds of ma- other mages' lives to power himself to save Azeroth from the Legion. He made multiple sacrifices for himself in regards to turning into a double agent for the Legion and Azeroth itself. He joins the Legion to get information and in this course gains the power that we know of as well, somewhat that we know of for Demon Hunters goes through the ritual with the burning of the eyes. Remember we said Illidan had golden eyes? Mm-hmm. He's given so much power and sees everything that the demons can see. His eyes are actually burnt out of his head. Mm-hmm. So no more golden eyes, just empty sockets. Just an empty, empty man. It, it's, it's a very nice allegory for, you know, uh, him and the events that he brings to pass during the War of the Ancients. Yeah, uh, so Elidin gets Elidin gets information about the Legion, the whereabouts, everything that he needs to try and help the denizens of Azeroth. Um, and my brain has just farted, and I can't remember what happens next. Oh, uh, <laughs> after the events of uh, you know where that happens, he basically yep. starts the Demon Hunters. <laughs> he, ba- he basically. It, well, he doesn't start the Demon Hunters, exactly. He becomes the Demon Hunter. He becomes the first Demon Hunter. He becomes the first Demon Hunter and, uh, you know, begins waging his war. Uh, and then, you know, everything with the Sundering happens. But bear mind, this, is, this is before Illidan got his hooves and his massive horns out of his forehead and his wings. This is not that Illidan. Yeah, this is not Skull of Gul'dan Illidan, which we talked a little this, bit about last week, yeah. if I remember correctly. This is just Illidan with glaives. 
this yeah, this is just Illidan the Demon Hunter. He he he's he's gained the ability to metamorphosize and all this other stuff. Um, well, he hasn't metamorphosized yet, but um, he he's basically just this hunter of demons at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes some really shitty choices, and eventually uh gets locked up in prison, where uh he's watched over by a uh, young woman by the name of Maya Shadow Song. Yep. Which is uh, just, just you know, that's a shoehorn transition in right there, but uh, it's a good one. It feels mm-hmm. natural, doesn't it? It feels it good. feels good. Um, it tells a lot about Maiev, then. It tells a little bit about Maiev. Maiev is... She's a really interesting character. She's She's been a lot of things in her life. Um, she... Babysitter isn't one of them. Babysitter, babysitter is one of them, in fact. She did well, 10,000 Babysitter years isn't one of them... Before that point. Before that point. Um, as a young woman, she was actually a priestess of a loon. She was uh, she was a very well-regarded priestess of a moon. Uh, she was an apprentice alongside Tyrande Whisperwind. Uh, she and Tyrande are contemporaries within the Order of a Loon, within the Sisterhood. Um, in fact, uh, she was considered strongly to be a good candidate to become the next High Priestess of the Moon. Um, until, you know, Taronda herself was elevated to that position. Um, so, Maiev's story is one of loss and vengeance and rage. Um, she is the Punisher for those comic book nerds out there. She is the Punisher. Um, she is driven solely by vengeance uh she that was a fact, very apt description by the way the yeah. punisher very on point she is literally the punisher uh she is wow's version of the punisher uh in fact her ultimate ability in warcraft 3 was avatar of vengeance that was the warden ultimate in warcraft 3 was avatar of vengeance uh which is this this shadowy form that's immune to damage and deals all those batshit insane damage um so the original events that led up to this um were that she fought the legion during the war of the ancients um but she fought the legion as a healer she was healing the sect, wasn't she? she? She was, but she also did pick up arms. Uh, she, in fact, was part of the resistance uh, organized by Kurtalos. Kurtalos mm. Ravencrest. Uh, the crazy ghost guy being led by Dan- being uh, manipulated by, ben- by Dan Talonax in um, Black or Cold. Black or Cold, yeah. Uh, you have to remember that, you know, um, Priestesses of the Moon are not just priestesses. They're, they're battle priests. They are they are they are clerics essentially. If you, to go with the D and D sort of terminology, they well, they are clerics. Look at Toronto. Yep. She takes up a bow and arrow as her weapon of choice. Uh, in fact, that's the weapon of choice for almost all of Night Elven society. Mm-hmm. Is the bow and arrow. Um, she saw some shit. Everybody saw some shit during the War of the Ancients. Um, and she was passed over. She saw some shit, and she got passed over as the next High Priestess of the Moon. Taronda herself takes over. And 
it eats at her a little bit because that's what she had dedicated her life to up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of eats at her, but she grudgingly accepts. She grudgingly deals with it. She's, you know, it's she. She is a priestess of Elune. You know, Elune is her god. She doesn't. The, the high priestess doesn't matter to her. It, it's it's her connection to Elune. <laughs> During the War of the Ancients, she saw a lot of really bad things. She saw what magic leads to. She saw what tampering with the arcane created. Mm -hmm. And decided that that's not... That that has no place in the world. Um, She saw the things Illidan and his... Oh god, what are are they called? The, the, The mages... Uh, ones that fight at a Feathermoon stronghold in um, in Suramar. What are they called? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> she sees what the mages have done. She sees what arcane power leads to fell. And hates it. She sees what Illidan does. She fought with Kurtalos Ravencrest. She would know what happened during the Battle of Blackrock Hold. Mm-hmm. In which Illidan sacrificed his people, his own mages, to power his his himself to beat back the Legion. Now, did what he do was right? Couldn't tell you that. I honestly couldn't tell you that because that that's a morally gray situation. Um, yep. yeah, that's that again. That's very much kind of a Punisher thing. Is it, it? He did his own kind of Punisher moment. You know, it's like. Do the means justify the ends? It's like that Ar- when Arthas called Stratholme, was that okay? Does the means justify the ends? It's There's shades gray. of gray. There's shades yeah. of gray. So, following the Sundering and the War of the Ancients, after the Night Elves lost their immortality, for the first time, the yep. first time, when the Well of Eternity exploded, she went back to being a priestess of the moon, just being a priestess. Uh, in fact, she was a very high-ranking priestess of the moon. She went and, as as they were trying to find a home within this new world that's been created by the Sundering, uh, she and Taronda and the other high high elves, high lords of the elves, the high the highest echelons of the elves discovered something illidan did and that should, was should we clarify what the sundering is the sundering is the events that in which the well of eternity implodes upon itself and blows out the entire center of the continent of kalimdor creating the eastern kingdoms northrend pandaria and um Kalimdor. broken isles kalimdor yes Valtiris. Mm-hmm. all the events, islands yep Everything that basically the modern map is was created by the events of the Sundering. Uh, and it was basically beating back Sargeras, Sargeras from entering right the, the world time. the first time. <laughs> <clears throat> um, they discovered when they were trying to find this new home that Illidan had stolen a vial of this of the Well of Eternity and multiple vials, multiple vials, and created a new well. 
and now mind you, the Well of Eternity is the source of arcane magic for them. It is a source of this massive magical power. And she flips the hell out. Um, they, her, Malfurion, and the other elven leaders just go apeshit. And they find out it's Illidan. And they vow to capture him because he is basically started the events that led to the destruction of their home all over again. And bear in mind, the Night Elf, Night Elf civilization was the largest on Azeroth. It's the largest civilization Azeroth ever seen and probably ever will see. Rivaled only by the Akir and uh, the insects. Yep, who were creations of the old gods, so they don't really count as denizens of Azeroth. I would say that that makes them more of a denizen of Azeroth than, say, your humans or your night elves. Well, uh, humans, well, definitely, but night, night elves were, came from trolls who were created from Azeroth themselves. They weren't created by the Titans. Yeah, but they were created by the Will of Eternity. But they did come from trolls. They came from the proto-trolls, yes. They came from the dark proto-trolls. But at the same time, you know, it was the Titans' direct tampering, indirect tampering, that led to the creation of the Night Elves. I'll give you that one. Mm -hmm. Boom, son. Served. I gotta <laughs> drop a mic, but I don't want to because I don't want to have to edit through that. I don't think we want to have to edit through that. <laughs> no, um, we don't. So, they capture Illidan at great cost. And they build the Barrow Dens, this massive, sprawling underground complex uh, designed to support an entire army, uh, specifically to lock him up. And Just... mind, they initially were going to kill him. They initially were going to kill him. Agreed against that. Mm -hmm. They were going to kill him. It's his brother. He, he, he loves his brother, even though his brother has done bad things. Um, they seal him into this this underground barrow vault, this this prison, um, where he was to remain until the end of time. Didn't quite work out that way. At the time, Maev is so full of anger and hate, and rage and vengeance, and she demands to be made his warden. Demands to maintain an eternal vigil so he can never do to her, her loved ones, Azeroth, again. Never again is what she swears. And demands to be made his warder, his warden. And thus the wardens are born. The, the, the paramilitary, secret black ops, underground, you know, elite defenders charged with one task and one task alone keep the betrayer locked up which she fulfills that duty admirably for 10,000 years 10,000 years she kept him locked up now just herself by the way just herself, that she was the only one who dealt with him. 
there, of course, of course, the rest of the wardens, you know, had the rest of their charges. You know, they they had the the prison complex. You know, the wardens' uh, prison complex that they kept. And Azuna. That they yeah that they locked up people on, um, they locked up creatures, beings, humans, whatever. As you see in the um, the wardens, vault of the wardens, vault of the wardens. You see, they've got demons in there. They've got Mogu in there. For Christ's sake, they've got everything in there. They've got everything. This is uh, Architraz all over again, except on Azeroth. And I on Azeroth exactly. So. Regrettably, somebody does something really stupid, and I know you know a little bit about that. Uh, Taranda Westruend. This is where she comes in. Yep. And she does something really stupid, but in yep. hindsight, 2020 hindsight from from her current timeline, mm -hmm. really good. <laughs> it was necessary. It was a necessary evil. The but the problem is that the time she didn't know that. She just yes. thought that this was going to be the most expeditious route to saving Malfurion and saving Azeroth. So this occurs during Warcraft 3 when the Burning Legion are again attacking Azeroth. And Tyrande, being Tyrande, goes down into the Vault of the Wardens. I believe she even kills some of the Wardens uh, to She get kills to him. quite a few Wardens. She, feel, she yeah. kills quite a few of the Wardens, and in fact she also kills a... Uh, a creature blessed by Cenarius himself. Mm -hmm. So she does a lot of killing that's not great. And not exactly um, necessary either. No. And she frees Illidan. Which is not a good idea, when, especially when you're dealing with uh, Toronto Whisperwind. No. Uh, well, no. sorry, um... My of Shadow Song, especially when you're dealing with yeah. yeah, especially when you're dealing with My of Shadow Song, who is so consumed by rage and hate and vengeance that she has become only that. And bear in mind, ten thousand years, this man was her charge. This was her job for ten thousand years to keep him where he was. And it's not like you know she just watched him for ten thousand years. She trained. She knew one day there was a chance he would escape. So she spent 10,000 years training herself to take him down. Mm -hmm. so, so, long story short, Tyrande's a fucking idiot. Yes. Illidan breaks. Illidan gets away, mm. as we expect. And this is where he goes to the tomb of Sargeras. Mm -hmm. And this is where last week's conversation comes in a bit more. And he gets the skull of Gul'dan, our Gul'dan, Azeroth mm -hmm. timeline Gul'dan, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and absorbs the power from it and becomes the Illidan we know and love today. Goat feet, horns, wings and all. He becomes a pure demon hunter, an actual demon. He has an immortal demon soul. Once he dies, he, go back, he goes back to the Twisting Nether and comes back. Illidan's a full-on demon. But doing it to beat the Legion. Um, Tyrande, obviously, Malfurion's awake now because he was dreaming for 10,000 years or so. Mm -hmm. as, as he does. Fucking night elves. <clears throat> um, oh shit, nearly hit my mic. <clears throat> so, Tyrande has to explain to Malfurion why she woke up Illidan, why she let Illidan out, 
and why he's now going free. Mm-hmm. Illidan escapes to Draenor. And this is where everything starts building up towards the Burning Crusade for Illidan. A lot of it is explained in Chronicle in... Like, not Chronicle. The Illidan novel, sorry. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is explained in the Illidan novel in great detail, actually. As I feel like this book should have been that book should have been released during Burning Crusade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just built up everything to that. <laughs> because it explains Illidan creating the Illidari and going through the process of becoming a demon hunter. Uh, which I do want us to discuss in a, in a future episode, just demon hunters. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of information to go through, yeah. Yeah. Um, it also explains everything about Maev trying to go, chasing him to Draenor, hunting him, losing her entire warden army that Illidan has to sacrifice, mm-hmm. by the way. Now, and that, that that was something I was actually going to mention. It's like, she's already driven by vengeance, but the closest thing to she has to a family, this we're talking about Maev, of course, the closest thing she has to a family, she has to leave behind in this chase for Illidan. Mm-hmm. She has to abandon them. And that just breaks her even further. Yeah, it drives her even further down that rabbit hole. Now, of of course, in all of this, Malfurion is just fucking off in the dream. He's just screwing around in the dream. Yep. He's 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 following Ysera's will, and he's he's doing Cenarius's duties, and screwing up horribly. Yeah, there's uh, a reason that Night Elf in Night Elf society, the women are in charge. Yeah, um, the men are in the original in the Warcraft Three timeline. The only men are druids. Only males are druids, and only and females become the sentinels and the wardens and the warders and the of the night elf society. Of the night elf society, um, yeah, they uh, he screws up. He lets the nightmare in. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, tangentially, it's not his fault completely. Um, but we're gonna blame him anyway. Yeah, we're gonna blame him anyways because we're gonna blame Xavius because Xavius specifically is the one that uh, opens up the path to the nightmare. Um, that's a whole other can of worms, because that's, uh, you know, Xavius, of course, being, uh, Ashara's second-in-command. Yep, and the first satyr. And the first satyr. Uh, but the curse of the satyr. Um, we have just rambled on about off-topic. Yeah, we went we way off-topic. <laughs> way off-topic. But, uh, it, it, it's good. Um, it's good. Um. Where were we? We we uh we're going to start getting ready to wrap up this show actually cuz we are now well over an hour into this at this point oh we did bad <laughs> we did bad yeah we did bad but you know we talked a little bit about Maev. I, I i would love to continue on we didn't really touch on to malfurion and tyrande no. as much as i wanted to but uh i think honestly they're kind of boring characters compared to my Evan Illidan, a hundred percent. I agree. They're 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 just kind of boring characters. They don't really do all that much, all things considered. The no. Malfurion fucks off into the dream for ten thousand years, and Maev holds Night Elf society together. Barely. Taronda. Taronda. God, I'm just getting names mixed up today. Taronda holds Night Elf society together. 
pretty much. And then, you know, they let their demigod get killed by orcs. Yeah. She lets their demigod get killed by orcs. And then she makes some really shitty choices and uh, basically sets into motion every event that takes place in Warcraft 3. And World of Warcraft. And World of Warcraft. Now, time has borne out that some of those choices were good ones. At the time, they were terrible ones. But just know that everything that happens and everything that's went wrong is Tyrande's fault. It is Tyrande's fault. Now, admittedly, she feels some remorse for these events. Yes, yes, she does. She, she knows that she's the one that set all this, all these events in motion. Yeah, but at the same time, she's also she also has that night elf arrogance. Yeah, that so, what I did was right. I did what was right. Uh, which is a common refrain you hear when dealing with night elven society. Uh, we did what was right. There's a that's that's a topic I would like us to bring up, regardless of if Kevin's here. The elven societies, Baldurai, Cinderai, uh, Calderai, Shaldurai. Yep, all four night elf society, all four elven societies. I would like us to discuss at one point. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that at some point. Um, why don't we? We have just absolutely rambled, and there has been no coherence in this entire story. I, I rambled for almost fifteen minutes just about Maev alone, um, yep. and that was just setting up her story. <laughs> yeah, that didn't actually about, really get into anything. It's just that's setting the thing her about up. Maev and Illidan have such a deep story and just such a big arc that it, you can't really do them together, can you? <laughs> you really can't. The problem is that they're so intertwined in story. You have to. <laughs> At a certain point, you have to talk about both of them. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll leave this for another time. Uh, maybe spin off something at some point and, you know, just uh, be nerds. Um, not that there's already five million lore, park lore podcasts out there. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see about something like that later. Yeah, you know, we we'll see about a sideshow. We'll see about a sideshow, yeah. Maybe, possibly. We'll see. Um, so... Let's 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 kind of get back to topic of the week. Uh, let's let's get back to, you know, I know we've been trying to do this thing where you know it's like, don't do that. Just stuff that kind of grinds your gear, yeah. pisses you off. Um, did you have anything you wanted to talk about like that this week? Do you have so any one trouble the world, in the game? One of the world quests this week was to uh, kill a world boss in uh, Vault, not Vault of the Wardens, Halls of Blair. And when a tank just downright refuses to go anywhere near the world quest, it's because he's a dick. <laughs> Pisses you off a little. Um, and because you're the only one that's not in that you know in their guild, and then they just completely ignore you when it's like, but it gets me gear. I'm gearing. I need that gear. I need the gear. Fuck you guys. Fuck, fuck, fuck the law, you. Just yo, yo. every single one of you. Y'all got some of that good mana that I can get, please? Kind of <sighs> stuff, yeah. I, I hate those people. It's like, it's literally 30 additional seconds in the dungeon. We're not doing Mythic Plus. We're not doing anything big. We're doing a random heroic. Happened <laughs> to be the one with the world quest in it. Y'all's being a cunt. You don't it's have okay. to be. It's okay. It's okay, Bobby. It's alright. Just relax. Just, just, just relax. Just don't, just don't do that. Don't do, don't, do, don't do that. Don't be a dick to people for just the sake of being a dick. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to don't do that this week. Um, it's fine. I had enough passion in my one for both of us. Oh, um, <laughs> don't 
don't get salty when something doesn't go your way. That's that's oh, just wow. common sense. Wow. <laughs> don't get salty. Like just, so that just was a bit of a dig at me. Yeah, it, no, it really wasn't a dig at you. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's more a dig in the in the direction of like the time I've been playing Heroes and D three and things like that. Uh, we had D three specifically. Enough. We had a uh, I was doing bounty runs and some two of the people that were in the bounty run uh, were doing a, we were being dicks. They were doing specific acts, and I got in before they'd even finished a single quest in the act that they were doing i was like oh hey the bounty the bonus is a different act no response i'm like okay i'm obviously better geared than them i've got like 300 more paragon levels than them i'm just gonna go run and blitz through real quick and we'll hope to god that the next bonus is the one they're doing nope okay i got two acts done in the time that they got one act done uh and we still i missed the bonus on that one because i still didn't get the bonus for it and that made me sad but there was another guy in there who just started raging you no at them he was raging he's like you goddamn idiots you stupid blah 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 blah. why didn't you know it was this act and i was like i was like i told it's like i'm like dude i told him i gave him a heads up they weren't responding <laughs> it's not a big deal i'm here farming just i'm here farming mats i really don't care and he's just blah 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 and you know i i'm getting you could have just left yeah, I know. I'm getting the I got the impression through what he was doing, you know, that he was probably like gnawing on his own fingers, uh, trying to pull them off manually, or you know, like throwing his keyboard or something. Um, he just got mad, and I'm just like, it it's it's a game, bro. Just relax. It's you know okay. what? That does actually remind me of a story back in Warlords mm-hmm. where we were doing Hellfire Citadel, and one of my friends, he is one of the best true dealers I've ever raided with and he's always had really really bad luck with gear I've raided with this guy since Pandaria he never gets his set he never gets the items he wants and this one item he's been trying to get it for the entire Hellfire Citadel someone gets a Warforged version on their alt that they can't Mm -hmm. trade to him because we were using personal loot Mm -hmm. And he rages so hard that all we hear is a big smash, and then two minutes later, guys, I have to go. Turns out, he punched his monitor so hard his fist went through. I have never been that angry at a video game. I have I've <laughs> never been that angry at a video game. Um, when I was a young man, I would when I was a very young man, uh, you know, fifteen twenty years ago. Um, I would bite controllers. Of course, these were NES controllers at the time. NES. Oh, so they were flimsy. They, they, no, they, no. This was, this was made. Okay, there, there is a, there is a phrase that is used for old Nintendo stuff, old Nintendo peripherals and stuff. It's Nintendium. It's practically indestructible. Um, I oh, almost wow, really? broke a tooth doing that. Oh yeah, God yes. The old, the old NES Square controllers were like miniature bricks. They were like made out of diamond steel. Probably explains why my ones still work. Yeah, that's that's very much the reason. Um, I bit controllers. I almost broke a tooth once. That's why I stopped doing that. But it's like I've never been that mad at a video game. I have never. I I, I just don't take it seriously enough to get that mad at video games. Like I, I mean, this was like almost a year of farming and it hadn't dropped. I get it, but it's just like I still. I mean, I I was. God, what was it? Um, I. <sighs> I had a heroic version of Girthlock, Voice of the Deeps, 
when we were doing Voice of the Depths, when we were doing Dragon Soul Heroic, when we were on Dragon Soul Heroic, when we had it on farm status uh, back in Kata, I had a regular Girthalak, and I had two heroic Girthalaks on my rep, on my on my prop paladin. I could never get the Soul Drinker or whatever it was uh, to drop it. The tank sword. That's the tank one, yeah. Yeah, I could. I never saw that damn weapon drop. We farmed for like we we had it on farm for like six months, I think five to six months, something like that. And we never saw the heroic version of that stupid ass weapon drop once. Mm-hmm. Going on an alt run, of course, drops every week. But, never but I have, but I have to run the main run because I'm the main tank for the group. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I still didn't even get mad at that. It was just like, ah, oh, fuck, man, come on, come on. Anyway, bro. should we should we look at wrapping up? Yeah, we need to wrap it up. Uh, that is probably a good idea. Um, I just like to uh, just talk. Yes, I love talking to you, man. I love talking to you, man. I can't help it. <laughs> um, but that's going to be it for this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively say, go ahead and fire off all of your complaints about how rambling and nonsensical this show was to our good buddy, Kevin. Uh, he's yep. at SwingCat with a K instead of a C. Uh, on, on Twitter. Twitter. He's on Twitter at, at SwingCat with a K. Um Send all of your love and likes over to at Akari underscore mag, A-K-A-R-I underscore M-A-G. That's uh, that's our buddy Chris over there. Uh, and, and, you know, send your neutral comments over to me. I'm Gav. It's uh, at Gavril, G-A-V-R-I-L underscore E-T at uh, Gavril underscore E-T on Twitter. Um, and, you know, if you just want to talk to us a little bit, maybe... Get a little bit of knowledge about us. Maybe ask a question. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at, uh, at AzerothCTC. Uh, you can also email us uh, alternatively. Um, I'd prefer only to get marriage proposals out of that one. Uh, that one's going to be AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Um, they're on the Dollaran server. Um, and you can go there and, you know, ask them, you know, how much wood could woodchuck tough of woodchuck could chuck wood. Um, on the chat channel, ACTC. Um if you want to talk about, you know, macroeconomics and the overall arc of the U.S. economy, you can shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you just want to say, how are you doing? You can go to hell. Folks, y'all have yourselves a wonderful day now, okay? Are you high? No. Okay, I wish. just checking. Just, I wish.